Hi, my name is Jenny June Kishba, and I'm a nurse on a mission to help prepare first-time expectant moms for the fourth trimester. Grab your cup of coffee and listen into stories shared by moms like you about their own postpartum experience on Instagram Live each week with just the right balance of encouragement and truth. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another week of Postpartum Coffee Date. This week, I got to interview Katie. She shared all about the challenges that she faced in postpartum, which she really wasn't expecting because she worked in early childhood education. She felt like she had kids figured out. So it was surprising to her to enter those postpartum days and have so many challenges that she faced. So you're really going to enjoy hearing her open up about some of those struggles. So my son is my oldest, he's seven, and my daughter is almost three. So it's been it's been a while, but, but I, it feels like it wasn't that long ago. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm six years postpartum. I use quotations for those who are listening to the podcast. Yeah. It's like, you're always going to be postpartum. And like, even though every year that passes, it's like all those, all that you go through and kind of experience and recover from, it still feels very fresh. So yeah, wonderful. So I always like to start out by just having my guests tell a little bit about their postpartum experiences. If there's one that kind of stands out more that you want to go into more detail about, or if you want to talk about both, I mean, every postpartum experience is different. Um, Just go ahead and share a bit about what those early postpartum weeks were like for you. So I had two very different postpartum experiences. Uh, My son, it was my first, and and I was, like, really ready for it. I felt like I was ready for it because I love kids, and I have a degree in early childhood. I worked with kids, so I was like, this is going to be so easy. And then, like, he really threw me off. (laughs) Um, He came 10 days early. Um, I had an unexpected C-section that I had not even thought about that option, really, and I didn't realize how hard that recovery would be. So after he was born, it was like I was just so thrown off by everything. I remember asking the nurses, like, a million questions, like, can I put diaper cream on him? Can I do this? Um, Am I holding him right? Um, Am I changing his diaper right? All these things I thought I, like, had down. And um, I also, I felt like I was really um, just so thrown off by the whole birth experience. Like, it just didn't go as I had thought it would go. And I had a really hard time recovering from that. And so, like, it just made... The C-section recovery made breastfeeding difficult. It made um, just like bonding with him and everything difficult because I was so I was so in so much pain, and so I felt like I wasn't present with him enough, I guess. And so after those first early weeks, I mean, I started getting better, but I still had this like feeling like I was like mourning that early time that I had with him. Like I felt like I didn't get the full experience I was expecting and um I mean I had a lot of help during that time so I was really grateful for that but it was kind of hard and it probably took like two or three years for me to be like it's okay you did okay you did good you did everything you could do during that time and then so when I had my daughter I was just like this is gonna be different I'm prepared this time I was like went into it with like a really 
like anything could happen. I could have another C-section. I actually had a VBAC with her. So I was able to have an easier recovery. I wouldn't say like my labor delivery was easy or anything like that, um, but it was a much easier recovery. And also she was born during 2020 in June of 2020. So we were like right in like the start of the pandemic. And so I knew I wouldn't have as much help during that time as I had with my son. So I was like, it was really nice that things went a little smoother for me. Yes, yes. It's so interesting. So many of the recent guests have referenced COVID and just such a, what a huge experience it, or what a huge impact, I mean, it had on postpartum. And it's so true. I mean, those moms in those quarantine times, like we just didn't have the resources and the support. So like, what did your support look like with your first one? You mentioned you had a lot of support, but still struggled. What, what did that look like? What was your kind of support team, so to speak, in postpartum? Well, it was really helpful because I had, we lived in Nevada at the time and I really only had like people from work out there, but my sister-in-law lived in Los Angeles. So like my husband was on the phone with her at the hospital talking about the C-section and he actually had to go back to work. He didn't necessarily get paid paternity time or anything. And he's like, I'm going to have to work. And she was like, I'm on my way. You, you're going to need my help. And so without us even asking, my sister-in-law came and stayed with me those first, like, two nights home from the hospital. And I don't know what I would have done without her. <laughs> like, I didn't have a hospital bag pack. So, like, I don't know what I even brought to the hospital with me because he came 10 days early. I was not prepared. And then um, she went out to Target. She bought me nursing bras. <laughs> taught me like all the stuff you need after you come home from the hospital and I just gave her my credit card I was like go buy yourself some coffee as well (laughs) so she was really helpful she made me meals and helped take really helped me and my husband during that time and then my mother-in-law flew out I remember that like couple days later to be with us and she's retired so she like slept on our couch for three weeks and stayed with us until I felt really confident to get back on my feet. And then I had my mom came out to visit us and then my sister-in-law and the other one came back out. So we just had like a, during my short maternity leave, I think I had mostly maybe two weeks of that time was spent without any family members around. And I know some people don't really like having people around, but for me, it was so nice to just have somebody else to talk to or, you know, ask questions to and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is different for everyone. There's going to be some people that having companies stay is like overwhelming and draining. And it probably depends on the company too, right? Like some company that comes is just super helpful and will just get things done for you and not just expect to be, you know, um, waited on because they're the company is, you know, in postpartum. Right. But then other people, it's like, yeah, having someone is going to be more tiring for them. So I'm glad that it sounds like you have really helpful family members. So I'm thankful for that for you and how great that your sister-in-law came. Does she must've had kiddos of her own at that point? Yeah. Her kids were like, I think my niece and nephew were like 10 and six okay. at the time. And she had such similar experiences so I felt like there was no better person to be there with me at that time than her because she was like she had 
had a C-section. Mm-hmm. She had had trouble nursing with her first, and she like just was so helpful and understanding during that time. Yes, it's so good. It's just so validating to have someone say that, you know, like that they know what you've been going through. Can you talk a little bit about your C-section recovery then? I mean, I um, I know that wasn't a specific question I had kind of prompted you with when I was letting you know what we'd be talking about, but I think that is something that moms aren't prepared for with what that recovery can be because C-sections are a major surgery. It's like, what other major surgery do we have that then you're expected to care for a newborn? So it's like on top of all the regular challenges of postpartum, you're also recovering from major surgery. So what did that look like for you? Um, it was really hard. Like it just, I was, had never had surgery at all. So this was my first surgery I ever went through. And when I was in the hospital, everything just happened so quickly. So it wasn't like I really had time to think about it or like prepare for it or anything. I just was like, okay, I guess I'm going into this (laughs) operating room and going to meet my baby soon. But I was like, afterwards in the hospital, it was fine. Like I didn't feel the pain yet because I was still on so much medication and everything. But then I remember the last day, the nurses were like, oh, you have to go to this like little, um, little meeting before we release the moms and parents. And I was like, oh, okay, how do I get there? And they're like, um, you're going to walk. I'm like, uh, I just learned how to stand. You just like took the epidural out like yesterday or something, like just got feeling back. And I had to walk down with the baby and my husband, like down to the end of the room or the hallway and sit there and I remember just being like wow how are all these other women doing this but I just think because it was my first I just was so thrown off by it Mm -hmm. and then coming home and healing from that um I mentioned it kind of made breastfeeding hard Mm -hmm. Um, I was in so much pain from the surgery that feeding the baby was really hard and on top of that he was also tongue-tied in the hospital so Mm -hmm. he had developed a really shallow latch and so I was feeling so guilty that I was like asking people to give them formula for me just because I was like crying every time Mm. I had to feed him and um, I remember going to take him to his first pediatrician appointment and the doctor looked at me and she was I was feeding him in the office and she was just like honey you look like you're in so much pain she was like you don't have to do that if it hurts (laughs) she was like if it's really hard for you don't worry you can take a little break Mm -hmm. and just like she's like do what you need to do like if you want to pump you can pump if you want to do formula that's okay and I think that was really helpful hearing her tell me it was okay mm-hmm. because I had a lot of guilt around that as well. Um, but it took me probably about like two weeks to kind of feel better, like for the pain to go away mm-hmm. and for me to like actually be able to start really enjoying being around him and like it being, I guess, just not miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I would just feel like I was so miserable. I just wanted to go lay down in bed and rest, but I had to take care of the baby and. Oh, it's so. so hard. That's such a hard balance. <laughs> and you're like, your expectations going into it are like, it'll just be this magical bonding and warm, fuzzy feelings all the time. And then reality mm-hmm. hits, reality hits with postpartum sometimes. And it's like, it's not 
always a smooth ride. It often, mostly, is not just a smooth ride. So, oh, I'm so sorry that, I mean, I'm sure you, you know, learn so much from that experience, but I'm, you know, that's still so hard to have those, you know, early days of just um, having that much struggle to kind of start, start things for you. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned too, you feel like it took like two years to really recover. Grief is common in postpartum, you know, like grieving for moms Mm -hmm. who can't breastfeed or for moms who don't get the vaginal delivery they hoped for. So I'm glad you spoke to that just because I think everyone thinks they have to bounce back and, you know, they should just be thankful the baby's here. They should just be thankful mom and baby are healthy. But there's so much, there's so many different factors that can go into your feelings and what you're processing in postpartum. So, yeah, yeah, we were like, I remember it just being like seeing other people have babies and sometimes social media can be difficult too. I remember seeing somebody use the hashtag like natural birth is best or something like Mm -hmm. that. And like talking about how they had just like a natural birth and how anything else is like, you know, not real childbirth or something. And I remember being so like feeling sad when I read that, Mm -hmm. like, I should have been happy for that couple that had a baby, but instead I just felt like, well, I did something wrong. Like I, I, my body failed me. Right. Yes. And (laughs) we don't want moms to feel that way, but yes, there are certain, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that, that can definitely be the feel with, with C-sections or with not breastfeeding or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, when we say that this has to be the way, this is the way to do it. This is the right way to do it. Then we leave a lot of moms feeling isolated and like they failed, which is not how we want moms to start their motherhood Mm -hmm. journey. Oh man. Mm -hmm. So would you say that the, that, um, you know, C-section and all that was kind of what was most challenging for you or what kind of stands out as kind of the biggest challenge with postpartum? I, I think that that healing part after the C-section was probably the most challenging. I also was very emotional the first time around, like probably for the first month or so I could cry really easily, <laughs> like just tears. And I'd be like, like telling my husband, I'm like, I'm actually not sad, <laughs> but I was crying. Like everything made me cry and everything made me really emotional. Mm-hmm. And so it was, that was difficult, but I did go back to work really quickly after because I didn't have a paid maternity leave. So I went back to work about six and a half weeks after I gave birth oh, and, yeah, and dropped them off at childcare and stuff. And I was ready. I was like, I was okay with all that because I did work with, um, in early childhood and everything. And it was still hard dropping them off at school on the first day. But one thing I had during that time that he was like that first year was each time he turned a month older I was so emotional and so sad Mm -hmm. that he was getting older because I just wanted him to be back into that newborn stage Mm -hmm. again because I felt like I missed so many things Mm -hmm. and so I just remember that feeling like I was like so sad every time he turned a month. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, I get that for sure. All those little monthly photos yeah. that we do. I feel like they're even more popular now. Like my, my oldest is eight. So like I ha- I do have some little pictures that I used to take of her. But like, you know, now I feel like everything's more intricate on social media with like reels and all the little products you can I buy know. for each monthly photo. But um, 
Yeah, I can remember feeling that way too. I'm like, oh no, just like you start to see how quickly time starts to pass with your little one, how quickly they're growing up. So, wow, six and a half weeks postpartum. I'm just thinking more like with your C-section recovery. Like when I, when I was teaching prenatal yoga, we wouldn't even have our C-section moms doing yoga yet. And I'm, or postpartum yoga, I mean, um, doing yoga yet at that stage. And I'm like, and you weren't doing yoga, you're going back to work. And I'm sure in early childhood education, it's not like you're just sitting, you're active. Mm-mm. Yeah, I remember having to tell the kids they were coming up to hug me and stuff on the playground. And I'd have to say like, oh, that's where Miss Katie's baby came out. <laughs> if you like, don't <laughs> run into my tummy. Yeah, please, um, please don't. And that was hard because I did continue to breastfeed and everything, but I do feel like it was challenging because of pumping at work and it like working. And I worked for a Head Start um, program. We were always understaffed, mm-hmm. and I always had this sense of guilt every time somebody had to come into my classroom to cover for me to go pump. And then every time I left my classroom, I'd come back, and everything was a mess, and it was mm-hmm. just chaos. And I had a very difficult class that year, but when me and my assistant were together, things ran smoothly. So every time I left, I would just be like, ah, it's every, this is out of control. And so that was always making it hard for me when I was at work and I did end up, um, stop breastfeeding around like seven months, six Mm -hmm. months, seven months, I think just because I was like going into a new school year and I was just like, Oh, this is getting too difficult with work. And I'm just like struggling to balance it. And then I stopped and then I felt guilty about that for months. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I know there's so, there's just so many different things that we can feel guilty about as moms. It's like, you can't win sometimes because it's like you keep, yeah, you kept, if you were to keep pumping, you just to continue to feel guilty for leaving the class. You stop pumping, you feel guilty for not pumping for your baby. It's, it's so hard. And I think, I just think that's so common for moms to feel that way. Um, It's just so complicated. It's so complicated because there's so many different pieces to consider. And um, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the pumping because I think some moms have a kind of ideal setup for pumping at work. It's like, it's easy to step away. They've got their own office. They can close the blinds, lock the door. They can be relaxed. And then other moms are working the ICU or they're teaching and they've got like, they're worried about students coming in and out of the room or, you know, yeah, having someone cover for you. So it's hard. I mean, how, and that's the kind of things we don't always think about. You're just like, okay, I'll pump and I go back to work. But then when you think about the logistics of that, it's super complicated. It is. Yeah. Yes. And then did you go back to work? Um, no, were you, you were done working once you had your second or did you go back to work with her as well? I stopped working. We moved back to Michigan in 2019 and, um, I, decided we were actually I was going to stay home because um it just got to the point it was just kind of hard working and everything and with us moving it was like was it worth me to worth it for me to find a job in Grand Rapids or should I just like stay home so I stayed home which worked out because I got pregnant with Anna in like the fall of 2019 and that made it a little easier having a three-year-old and having a being pregnant again because I was really nervous he was in school so I was able to like sleep 
in the mornings after I dropped him off and kind of like rest throughout the day and when I was sick with her and stuff like that so yeah so I actually was home with her so it was a totally different experience all around okay yeah definitely I mean that is and it, and then there's the balance of life being at home all the time which has its own complications I had the same thing I worked with my I worked part-time with my first and then once I had my second I was then home with two under two, which <laughs> is draining in a yeah. draining in a different way, right? Than balancing yeah. work, um, yeah. So I mean, pumping, breastfeeding's easier, but then you're also chasing yeah. around a toddler and feeding the newborn all the time, all those things. So, yeah, my kids are four years apart, so okay. I do think when Jack turned four, it was like he was almost like a little helper. I mean, it was harder for me to like balance things like, okay, well you got to They have to do things at separate times still to this day, you know, bath times are at separate times for them and things like that meal time, even like when she was little, you know, I had to feed him, I had to feed her separately, but he was so independent and he was like a little helper. And so it was kind of, I always say like when she was four months and he was four, I was just in mommy heaven during Aww. that time. Like I just thought things were just great during that time. And then she started moving. Yes. He didn't like that. He started playing with his toys. So <laughs> yes, that, yeah, that makes it a little bit challenging <laughs> after that. Yeah. There is that sweet spot where like you're past the haze of the early newborn sleepless nights, but like then you're they're not moving yet you can put them down they stay in one spot and yeah then then yeah. they start moving uh, yeah i get that <laughs> yeah that's so funny um all right so what are some products i want to talk some practical things what are some products that you either bought but didn't end up using or hadn't bought yet and then ended up buying so something that maybe to help a mom or you you talked about too just your hospital bag you didn't have anything in your hospital bag what did your sister-in-law buy for you <laughs> well I, after my c-section the nurses gave me a belly wrap Mm -hmm. and like they put that on me immediately after the c-section and I never took it off mm -hmm. like I took it off to shower and that was it that thing was amazing and I actually even used just the hospital one after my second was born just because I just I feel like having that pressure that compression after you give birth is so helpful so that would be like my number one thing I'd say Everybody needs to have a hospital, a belly wrap of mm -hmm. some sort, something that's going to be compressing around their belly. Um, and then I guess like, what else did I use? Nursing bras were always really good. A mm -hmm. pumping bra, because they don't tell you that the pump, like I was talking to my friend the other day about this, like they don't tell you that the pumps don't just like stay there on yeah. you. Yeah. At least like with like the traditional, I know they have really fancy pumps now and everything. <laughs> and, but with just like your traditional pump, you need a pumping bra. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, otherwise you're just there holding those two. <laughs> yeah, you have to hold it up the entire time and you don't have free hands. So. Exactly, exactly. Yep. No, that's a good one. I was going to ask, I saw you recently. So for those who don't know, Katie has this adorable fashion 
Instagram page and blog. That's how I started following her because she's got lots of clothes with like stripes. She got, she has her jean jacket. All like, these are all my styles that I love. I'm always like, ah, it's so cute. I probably spend too much money because of Katie. But I was going to say, I saw you recently shared about some pregnancy fashion. Do you ever share postpartum specific clothes? Like nursing bras you know, or tanks? I would love to. I do, I've done like some nursing friendly outfits yeah. and things like that. Um, it's always hard for me because I, I'm not at that stage of life right now. And so a lot of the stuff I share is things that I actually wear in real life. Um, but I do love helping people, you know, wear, like find outfits like for that stage because I always... I still share the stuff I bought when I was postpartum with Anna for the summer of that year was I still wear all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was obsessed with wearing rompers because they're so easy to just throw on. Mm -hmm. And people don't like to go to the bathroom in a romper or something. But when you're postpartum, you have all these like gadgets on you anyway. So you're like <laughs> completely covered up if you need to use the bathroom. But it had buttons down the front. And that was like my go-to. I oh, wore that yeah. like at least three times a week probably. Yeah. <laughs> I had another jumpsuit that I like to wear because they're just really easy nursing friendly. They're very comfortable around my belly and just really thoughtless outfits that I didn't have to really put much thought into or effort. Yeah. But you still felt cute in, which is, which helps in postpartum, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. And that was one thing I did even after my son was born. I mean, I was in a whole lot of pain and I remember I curled my hair and I took a shower and I was like, I remember we took pictures like the on his due date because mm -hmm. he was born 10 days early. So I had posted some pictures to Instagram and one of my friends was like, how are you postpartum? You like look great. And I'm like, I don't feel great, but mm -hmm. I like forced myself to like get out of bed and put on some makeup and just do things that made me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and those little things, they really can make a difference, absolutely. And some of us, mm -hmm. yeah, kind of need that to feel a little bit normal. And then that's not everyone, but I'm the same way. It's like I, and I was not curling my hair that early in postpartum because I feel like I was just like <laughs> on the couch. But I get that. Like when I worked postpartum, there were moms who had their curling irons. And at first I'd be like, how are these women curling their hair in the hospital with a baby? But I'm like, no, that's them trying to reclaim that piece of them that, you know, that they still, that they, that that part of them is still there, right? Even in those early postpartum yeah. days. So I think that's great if that's what helps, um, you know, wearing a cute romper, curling your hair, whatever you need to do. Um, and of course, no judgment to the moms who are like, forget it, I'm in my sweatpants, mom hair bun, we, we get that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I can link to your nursing friendly um, clothes that you mentioned that would be I'm sure some of my followers would like that and otherwise just all your outfits so cute all right yeah. I would love to know a moment I just got a couple more questions I know I want to make sure we get you off here before your daughter's up from her nap so um oh, what <laughs> oh okay okay um what is a moment you would like to relive from your postpartum experience with both of your kiddos or one of them whichever you prefer mm, I don't know that I love those first like 24 hours in the hospital mm -hmm. holding them. I was exhausted both times, but I just love that time. Like I, they offered to take 
the babies for me so I could nap and stuff, but I couldn't even sleep if they were gone. I just wanted to hold them and mm-hmm. stare at them and count their toes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they know. They're such, they're just the best moments. They're just the yeah. best. Yeah. I remember just like staring at my daughter and like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful baby that ever was. Like I truly was just like, this is it. Yeah. This is her right here. Like you're just, these hormones are like surging <laughs> through your body, like all this oxytocin and bonding and yeah, just staring. Yeah. I didn't sleep either. I did not. I was wide awake and like adrenaline and happy hormones and just like perfection. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I ever caught up on sleep. I just yeah. kept going. But yeah, it was like just, you're just in awe of them. Yeah, I know. It's such a sweet, oh, sweet feeling. I That's probably what I would choose too with both of them, just getting to do that again. It's, yeah, so special. Mm-hmm. So special. Um, so what would you say if there's just any parting advice, something that you would want to be sure a pregnant mom heard before moving into her postpartum experience, what would you say to her? Oh, I guess, I guess I would just say that it's okay. Like Mm -hmm. it's, you're gonna feel all sorts of things. And like, I would say, don't feel guilty or don't feel a certain way, but I think it's okay to feel that way and I think you just need to like embrace those feelings and work through them and they will pass with time like I mean I just I feel like time heals a lot it may not heal everything but it does help you like it's just not gonna last forever and you'll eventually move past and there's gonna be lots of good things in the future so Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, embracing the feelings for sure. And then that understanding that it's like, yeah, you're not always going to feel that way. If in the moment, it certainly feels like it's like, oh, no, I'm always going to have this feeling of guilt or, you know, grief or whatever that is. But yeah, with time, baby will grow. Mm -hmm. You'll work through it. And it does. It's things do smooth out, which is which is part of that yeah. motherhood experience. And then there's other things as they get older that then you, you know, start to work through. But yeah. <laughs> there's new challenges there's, that pop up. Yeah. But yeah. And, and also, I mean, I would say don't re- be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often hard to ask. I don't like to ask for help. So it really is nice when somebody else reaches out. But um, like if it's okay to be like, you know, you need help. Mm-hmm. It's okay to call a friend up or mom or something and have them take the baby so you can nap or do something for yourself. Even mm-hmm. if it's maybe go get your hair done if you need to afterwards or something like that, that just makes you feel, you know, will help, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one question I had for you too, with your husband's job, is he gone? He's probably gone for extended periods of time. Is he... Or is it um, not really? Okay. He actually works in an airline that doesn't do long trips. Oh, okay. They do out and backs. So when he flies, he flies like um, he'll be gone. He'll leave like really early in the morning, and he'll get home by lunchtime sometimes. Oh. So he's home every night, and he's actually out on a reserve schedule, so he's home quite a bit. Oh, okay. Well, that's amazing. I guess in my mind, I just thought of him like gone for weeks, traveling the world. <laughs> <laughs> for his job. Oh, no, no. He, 
yeah, he doesn't um, do too many long trips or anything like that. Yeah, he's um, he's helpful. It's it's helpful having him around. Yes, so. yeah, that's good. I was gonna have you speak to that, like having what what to do when your husband's gone for long times. So you're like, nope, he's I just mean, gone to lunch. <laughs> it is. I am. Sometimes it can be difficult that I am the person, like I'm the only reliable person because he could get called out, mm-hmm. and if he gets called out, nobody can get a hold of him. So. I always feel like I have to be on call for him sometimes yeah. because of his job, um, especially when it comes to the kids. Like, even if I, like, I'm chaperoning my son's field trip in a couple weeks, and I have to call and get, like, one of our moms over here as backup because I'm like, he might be here or he might not be here, so. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that can be, they talk about the mental load of motherhood. <laughs> that is part of it, yeah. all that. All of that that we're yep. figuring out at once. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, Katie, I am so glad you could come on and share about your postpartum experience. Thank you for opening up about those challenges that you faced, um, you know, especially with your first, but also those different ones with your second, just balancing two and, in you know, quarantine and all that. So I'm just thankful for this time that we had together, and I'm so appreciative of you spending your daughter's nap time with me and talking through all this. Oh. Yeah, no problem, of course. Wasn't that helpful? I just so appreciate Katie. She had reached out to me uh, to see if she could come talk about her postpartum experience because she doesn't feel like she often has the opportunity to talk about it, but it is something she feels so passionate about since she herself had struggled. So I'm just so thankful she was able to take time out of her day. She has an adorable Instagram. Go follow her, Thrifty Wife Happy Life. She shares so many cute outfits. I have actually bought so many of her suggestions. And she's all about affordable fashion. So these are things you're going to find at Target and Old Navy and Amazon. Um, And she just shares them in such fun ways with her reels and all her different posts. So just so glad Katie could join us. And again, you can find her thrifty wife, happy life. Did you enjoy this episode? Would you like to help more moms be prepared for the fourth trimester? Then if you could leave me a review, that helps to get more eyes on this podcast. And I would truly appreciate it. And if you're interested in being interviewed and sharing your own postpartum story on this podcast, go ahead and send me a direct message on Instagram, or you can email me at hellojennyjune at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you, and I'll see you next week.